take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. Welcome back to From the Pit. We are here with an interview we've been trying to get done for, God, three, four months now. Coronavirus, (laughs) all of coronavirus. (laughs) Uh, We're here with Toby, guitarist from Life Taker. How the fuck you doing, man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. How about you? (laughs) Just (laughs) excited to finally be doing it. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So am I. So am I. So, uh, obviously, we want to discuss uh, Night Intruder, which <laughs> was released back in February, which feels like a decade ago Yes, now. exactly. I mean, so much has happened since then, and yeah, feels like yeah. a long, long time ago. It's, it's bizarre. It really is. Uh, how's that been for you guys as far as, like, releasing and then two weeks later heading into, like, all of the quarantine insanity? Yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't been an ideal situation, <laughs> to, to, to say the least, but um, I mean, in the end, we're all hobby musicians, like Life Taker is our little baby, but we're not like professional musicians, we do not rely on any revenues from the band, so um, if you take this into perspective, it hasn't been that bad at all, but we just love playing live shows, you know, we just love going around getting to know new people and show people what we've done and uh, obviously we couldn't do that so yeah we hope that shows will be back at least in germany by the end of this year so yeah yeah we're uh, we're all 
dying for that as well. It's uh, the lack of live shows. Have oh been my god, it's painful. hard when when you're used to at least a couple a month at the very least, and then it's just you know, on, on top of seeing everything that you were dying to see get canceled, uh, just also having like yeah. no real social element left. I know. Exactly, exactly. It's not like, not only the fact that we couldn't play shows ourselves, but seriously, I've missed so many good concerts. So many. You looked like you wanted to say something. Um, Well, you guys certainly released a a timely album, considering everything that followed immediately after. Man, the, yeah, the, actually, who would have thought? The the first time we heard Night Intruder, I'm pretty sure uh, we all collectively lost our minds. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has to be one of the most aggressive releases uh, of the year. I'd say so, absolutely. Uh, it's also hidden in that sort of really hard to describe, but definitely like that we all feel that fury. Like, mm-hmm. I mean that's 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 something I'm definitely gonna eventually like start asking is um like how would you guys describe your style of music? Um, how would we describe our style of music? Um, that's a very good question. Um, actually, um, we we don't think about it that much. No, we just we just do what we feel like doing, and uh, we just love writing aggressive music. We love being furious on stage, and um, of course, we, we're all coming from like, different directions of, of hard or heavy music, like hardcore, death metal, black metal, grindcore. Like every one of us prefers something else, you know? And yeah, I think in the end, all of us add like that tiny little bit to the whole mix. And yeah, this is how, how the sound of, of Life Taker has come to life, I think. Um, but it's not like that we're like, okay, we need to ride a grindcore record now, or we need to ride a slash record now. We actually don't care about that. I, I mean, it's wild because it does seem uh, like you guys completely disregard any type of genre boundaries. Um, you know, uh, obviously from track to track, but even within a single track, um, like Catacomb Winds has... I've got one that of my, marked down too. <laughs> one of my favorite riffs. You've got like a, a borderline surf rock riff in the middle of this insanely aggressive track. It reminds me of almost like a, yeah, true, like like chaotic hardcore sort of a mentality. But I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I mean the, the mentality is basically uh, like I've said before. We just do what we want to do. We just do what we feel like doing, and we just love heavy music. And we love all the heavy music that is out there. So. And probably find bits and pieces of all the different genres in our music. That's uh, so obviously yeah, it's very heavy and very aggressive. Um, it does it never goes into the some some grindcore can get to a point that it's fatiguing to listen to, whereas yeah. your stuff still has it has hooks and it has things that gets like stuck in your head. Um, now was that intentional to to keep it to keep it almost like catchy? yeah sure absolutely um i mean we we like catchy songs ourselves and of course we try to write catchy songs ourselves and um this is also the reason why most of our songs are relatively short you know Mm -hmm. compared to other bands like most of our songs are like one and a half minutes two minutes maybe but we just feel like if if you play music which is as aggressive as our music is it might be really hard 
for some people to focus on the songs for like four or five minutes straight because um, it's it's quite a lot to handle, I think. And um, yeah, we just try to keep it sure and to keep it catchy that even in spite of being so heavy and so aggressive, like people can actually enjoy listening to it, you know? Like they would maybe listen to a pop song. I mean, it's a it's a good point. It's a that's a large part of what keeps me um, sort of away from death metal. As much as I enjoy it as a genre, uh, you get you know eight songs into an album that's got six seven minute long death metal songs, and I get like certain point I just I can't do it anymore. Like I love Nile. But when I went to see them live an hour into their set, I was like, oh, my God, when can I go home? Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 I totally get it. I totally get it. Uh, I mean, that's that's basically what we think about the whole thing, because uh, we, we have experienced this kind of thing ourselves, like that we went to, I don't know, for example, a Cannibal Corp show. Let's take this as an example. Mm. And uh, after after an hour into their set, we were also like, fuck, this is, this is fucking... A lot to handle right now. <laughs> you're, yeah, your your brain literally at a certain point just kind of goes to mush, and you're like, "I am tired." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. So I, yeah, um, when when it comes to this, we definitely try to to take care of this whole issue, and uh, by writing short and catchy songs, we we don't want people to get uh, dreary or anything when they listen to our stuff. I appreciate that you have that approach, but manage to avoid the grindcore trope of yeah. 5, 10, 15 second long songs. Yeah. It's a, it... true. I mean, um, a song that there has to be at least something, you know? You, even if you want to write short songs, you there still has to be a build-up. There still has to be a climax. And personally, uh, but I also have to say, I'm not that much into the grindcore genre, but personally, I think it's it's quite complicated to manage to to build up a song and reach a climax when your song is only like fifteen seconds. <laughs> um, difficult to manage is enough. I I mean I've I've heard the result from tons of bands and I, I I'm beginning to think it's actually impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, probably. A, a lot of that stuff. It's it's fun. Uh, what, you and mean like, you don't like the locust? Don't get me started on the fucking locust. But, uh, you know, like, it's a fun gimmick when a band puts out a 101-track album. Uh, and they might be a lot of fun live, but honestly, I'm not going to listen to that album on probably even a, a yearly basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, I completely understand. It does feel like it falls into more of a novel category. Yeah. Um. I, now, I'm a bit curious. Uh. Do you, do you have like a, we come from right around Philly. We have a very lively scene around us. I mean, you know, one of the bigger ones around. Um, do you yeah. have, I big... mean, you guys, you have the, this is hardcore festival, don't you? Yeah, yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty cool, man. I'd like to go one day. Oh, you should absolute people travel from all over the place. I've met people from Singapore, Australia, um, yeah, who was that? Uh, Hellweed played from. Uh, they came from Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. I mean, it's a it's a pretty wild event. Um, you know, three full days of just hardcore bands. Uh, it it's pretty nuts. Um, and yeah. we're super but lucky. That's to the have. thing. You always have like the the top tier bands at this festival. It's only good bands playing there. 
At it, least that's my impression. It really is. I mean, the guy who runs it, Joe Hardcore, has been booking shows in the city since he was 15. Uh, so, like, we really yep. have him to thank for all of that. Like, he's been building this scene uh, from nothing for decades now. I mean, he puts. I mean, bands nuts. definitely get like work their way up the days on this is hardcore. Like we watched yeah. Vane go from a like a, a bar band to playing this is hardcore to playing Saturday. Yeah. 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 So, do you have a scene like that around you? Um, we used to have quite a big scene around our hometown of Dortmund, which is um, located in the in the very western part of Germany, actually quite close to, to the Netherlands. Um, but you honestly have to say that the scene has died out in this region for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I'm, I'm still wondering why it happened, but um, when you go to other regions of Germany, for example, regions around Berlin or Hamburg or Cologne, like, you know, the big cities, there you have a very vibrant and lively scene, uh, which is also uh, amazing because uh, you also have very nice shows there. And uh, basically all the big tours go there as well. Like when you have some good American metal or hardcore acts, they will always play the cities like cologne berlin hammer whatsoever but right here where we are as life taker it's kind of kind of boring when it comes to the scene so do you find yourself having to travel a lot to play uh yes definitely absolutely but i mean uh, geographically germany is not as big as the united states so <laughs> it's it's definitely manageable okay. um it's not that much of, of a problem yeah, it's it's always interesting for us because um, you know we're obviously like we're we're all born and raised here. I think most of us have spent like pretty much our entire lives in the same area. Yeah. Uh, so it's always interesting talking to someone uh, in another country and how different like yeah. even travel is, uh, you know, across the ocean there. Yeah, true, true. I mean, uh, it's it's always good to meet people from other countries. I've been to the states twice. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been to this as hardcore, but uh, yeah, anyway, so I know from 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 a personal experience, like how big the US is and how complicated it must be for little bands or just local bands, you know, to travel around and basically to go from A to B. Yeah, this I mean, is completely different in Germany. It's like they almost have to kind of know their audience and, and where the hotspots are over here. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that's also why a lot of the bands here um, won't try to tour the country yeah. as frequent. They'll kind of do like coastal bands from the Northeast tend to tour down to like DC and back because um, otherwise yeah. it's just it's nuts. I mean, it's uh, it's a three thousand mile trip if you're trying to play the West Coast from here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's quite awful. and for us, for example, tr trying to play Berlin. That's a 600 kilometer trip, which must be about, I don't know, 450 miles. Oh, wow. Oof. That's not bad, though. I mean, yeah, no, that's a, that's a day trip. Yeah. It's, that's doable. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, no, I mean, I, with the, the level of aggression in your music, uh, we see a lot of interesting things with crowd reaction to uh, aggressive music over here. Uh, especially around Philly, we're pretty notorious for 
heavy violent mosh pits um (laughs) what's it like for you guys i mean how's the uh how's the live energy with the crowd it shows over there um the live energy with with live taker is is pretty intense but it's definitely different compared to my to my former band for example because um there is lots of violent dancing and moshing in in germany as well no question but I don't think that the music of Life Taker actually invites people to do that because uh, most of the time we play our shows with with Constantine, our vocalist, up front. So he always leaves the stage to be as close to the people as possible, mm, I love, and love that. he never he never enters the stage. Actually, he always <clears throat> stays with the people. So uh, people aren't mushing in a way, but they are more observing i think like you you can really feel how people are observing the band and the live performance because um constantine he he really sets up quite a show when we play live and um yeah i think this is just the the focus for people and um of course there's lots of hat banging and after the shows we usually talk to people and uh most reactions are very positive and they tell us like dude your set was so intense like i couldn't get my eyes off it like i just had to watch and uh, i've never played in a band before where where i have made these experiences but i really appreciate it to be honest uh, I'm, I'm not missing anything like even though people are not mushing or violent dancing when they are intensely watching you um, that's actually quite a nice reaction hell yeah i feel that i mean uh, from my own experience, every time uh, a singer, I mean, and the most recent one being uh, Shai Halud, um, mm. went out into the, the pit, I mean, that leaves an impression on you. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely a play out of the rabies handbook. Uh, and he did it specifically because pits were getting too violent and kids were getting hurt. So he put himself out yep. there uh, as kind of like a, a lightning rod. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> So with yeah, I, uh, oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I th- nah, no worries. Um, yeah, but I think when it comes to violent dancing, for example, of course, um, you you can mosh to to any kind of heavy music, but nonetheless, um, there are certain parts that definitely support uh, it. Just the act of of dancing violently, because uh, we all know that heavy breakdowns. <laughs> are basically made to lose your fucking mind and <laughs> yeah. yeah get lost in a marsh pit and we don't have that many parts in our music of course there are a few there are some but um i don't know let's let's take a look at not loose for example um it's it's a band i i really enjoy listening to i think it's it's a great hardcore band fuck this is this is music you can watch too Oh yeah, they they design their albums to be moshed too. <laughs> that that's kind of exactly. their exactly, and they they did a great job. I really love their records. So, uh, getting back to like the the writing process, um, I mean, especially being so genre non-specific, um, how do you work different aspects in as you go? Are there points where? Uh, you kind of look at it and say, like, I'd really like sort of an atmospheric feel to this point, or maybe like we're, maybe you're heading more melodic, or uh, you know, what's the approach there? Um, 
That's an interesting question. Um, I'll, I'll try to explain it as, as, as good as I can. So usually when we write new material, when we start writing new songs, it always starts with one person. Um, it's either either me or Alex, our second guitarist. We both have the, uh, the opportunity to, to record guitars at our homes. So uh, when we have an idea, just go to the computer and record some riff or some, some basic structure. And yeah, at some point, when any of us thinks that the riff uh, he's recorded is a good one, um, he shows it to the rest of the band and we actually start discussing about things. Um, we are being very honest to each other and if somebody doesn't like it, then the riff will be altered or it won't be taken at all for a new song because uh, we, we try to find a way so that every one of us is like 100% or stands for 100% behind the tracks, you know, that everybody is like, yeah, this is, this is my music, this is music that I like and this is music I enjoy playing. So yeah, it basically starts uh, with with a basic idea coming from one person, then we bring this idea to the others and then we work on it all together. And yeah, then of course somebody says, how about we try uh, some some marshy riff over there? Or how about we try some some black metal riffing over there? And then yeah, we just we just try. And if it sounds good, it stays. If it doesn't sound good, then yeah, it's going to be cut away. <laughs> I, I like the approach because uh, it, it, it's it's got to be better if everyone is a hundred percent passionate about you know every song that you're doing. Uh, I can't imagine the effect it would have on the band as a whole if during a specific song one member's like I fu I fucking hate this. I don't want. I know this. that's how it was in some yeah. of my old projects. <laughs> Get through this. Part yeah, part. exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'll be the guy. Um, how did you guys get to uh, your band name? Um, that's, that's actually, um, a question I personally, I can't really answer because, um, I'm not one of the, uh, the founding members of the band. So, okay. uh, the band was, was founded by, uh, our singer, Konstantin, our drummer, Nico and Alex, our other guitarist. And, um... When when I when I joined, they had used the name for like six months already. Uh, I only know that it was Constantine's idea, but um, I'm sorry to disappoint you. But That's okay. if, if there is a deeper meaning to it, I can't explain it to you. That will be uh, Constantine's duty to do that. That's all right. We'll leave it a mystery. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's uh that's fine for now. It just it is funny with how um how aggressive the music is. The 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 name is uh there's a certain simplicity and mm -hmm. it's it's very brutal. Cuz I remember <laughs> that's another thing. Constantine's got some good ideas walking out into the crowd. He's got this good name that I know grabbed me when Frank brought it in initially. Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Ooh, life taker." Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the Yeah, I think this this might this might even be the reason for the name. Because I'm pretty sure Constantine just just thought it's a catchy name. <laughs> it's easy to remember. It's easy to use. So why not? And it really kind of illustrates the aggressiveness. Definitely. Is there a greater overarching concept with Night Intruder? Um, 
Well, actually, the, the overall concept, the, the guiding threat that is leading through uh, Night Intruder, uh, you, you've already mentioned it, basically. It's aggression. Oh. We just wanted to be as heavy and as aggressive as possible. We wanted to create music that, in a way, bothers the listener because it's just heavy and noisy. But at the same time, it was supposed to be enjoyable. But yeah, pure aggression, that is the guiding threat. And this will probably always be the guiding threat of Life Taker. Well, in my opinion, you guys nailed it. <clears throat> oh, cheers. I appreciate it. So I know you mentioned uh, everyone in the band comes from a little bit of a different background in heavy music. Um, it, it's that's cool for us to hear because it's really the same thing on this podcast. We all came from really completely different aspects of the scene. Um, but kind of as we've done this, you know, we're about four years in now. Uh, we've all kind of forcefully expanded each other's uh, <laughs> selection of music. And we've we've yeah. certainly got some house favorites uh, amongst the group. Um, are there any bands uh, that you know, Life Taker as a whole is just totally amped about or maybe pulls some inspiration from? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, there are a few, actually. Nails, for example. Yeah. Nice. That's a band every one, of lo uh, every one of us loves listening to. And, yeah, especially in the early Life Taker days, uh, they've been quite an inspiration. So, yeah, I think everybody can agree on Nails. Um, I've already mentioned Knock Loose. Like, I think there's no one in the band who doesn't like listening to Knock Loose. And uh, what else? I mean, uh, the, the black metal band Revenge. That's quite a big deal uh, amongst Life Taker. I might be the only one who's not so much a fan of the music or of the <laughs> band, but uh, the rest of the guys enjoy listening to Revenge a lot. And um, what what else could be named? Uh, Jesus Peace, for example. Mm -hmm. Great ah, big band everybody loves. Some, some Philly um, boys. Yeah, there are a few. Yeah, yeah exactly. The Philly boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there definitely are some, some house bands, for sure. Very cool. But I think it all started, yeah, with with nails because everybody was like, yeah, nails. That's a that's a nice band. That's great music. Yeah. And we should try to be as aggressive, not even more aggressive. It's funny. I I never uh, I never made the connection previously, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I nails has uh, definitely a similar approach where they're you know they kind of get lumped in as a hardcore band but they've been pulling from just about every genre possible as well for quite a while now yeah exactly so uh any any crazy tour or sto or uh, show stories for you guys um yes actually um there is a crazy tour story um, it happened last year um, in in October. Uh, that was actually our our first tour outside of Germany, and um, we went to Poland and Belarus. Probably not the first countries that come to your mind when you think about going somewhere as as a metal band to play some shows. But um, yeah, for for some reason, it just 
we just had the idea to go there and our singer um he's got a contact in belarus and this guy uh set up a few shows for us and uh it was quite an experience because i mean you probably know that belarus is uh the only remaining dictatorship in europe so uh it was quite <laughs> weird to go there because as soon as you cross the border from poland to belarus you feel like being in a time capsule seriously you 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 really think that you're that you're brought back to the soviet union because anywhere you go you still have like this this massive statues of uh soviet politicians or intellectuals <laughs> you have like this the state's propaganda everywhere and yeah it's it's really weird and crossing the border is is not easy definitely not especially not when you uh go there with a van completely loaded with with equipment like we had to unload the whole van oh my and God. then we had to drive the van to a certain spot and um they 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 then came to the spot with with an x-ray device like <laughs> a massive one inside a truck and they were driving around uh our van with their truck because they wanted to make sure that we're not bringing any drugs or whatsoever with us to belarus so yeah they x-rayed everything they checked all of the equipment like it took us four or five hours to cross the border Oh that was uh, that was that was quite impressive because you know uh, within the European Union you don't have any experiences like that you know there aren't even border controls you just cross the border and that's it but yeah that was that was quite intense and yeah um, we 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 stayed most of the time we stayed with um, like political activists from from the left side of the political spectrum and um, they are obviously very uh yeah very in, or in the opposition to to the regime in belarus so um when we arrived at our first sh show and we wanted to play the first show the first thing they told us was like yeah there's actually quite a high chance that police might show up and uh end the show here and arrest some people but don't worry about that as soon as you tell them or as soon as you make clear that you're foreigners they 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 won't touch you. It's okay. It's just about us. We will get beaten, but you'll be fine. That was basically the first thing somebody told us. We were like, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's very comforting. Sure. Tell them you're yeah, foreigners exactly. and they won't beat you. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then, of course, surrounded by, like, this, this post-Soviet... Um, yeah, I don't know, atmosphere and everything, that was that was quite weird. But in the end, uh, we had a blast during the tour. We met a lot of good people in Belarus. It was pretty cool. And uh, in the end, everything worked out. But yeah, Belarus is crazy, man. It's just crazy. <laughs> it sounds like it. So, did I mean, did the police show up at any point during those shows? or? No, no, luckily not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't even imagine. No. That's that's really wild. I mean, you, I mean I've kept my head out of all the stuff going on here lately, yeah. so I mean, I, I, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, it it is really crazy like um when when you are used to playing shows in in Germany or the Netherlands or Belgium and then you go to Belarus, like you feel like being on another planet. It's weird. So um 
So is Germany um, generally easing up on restrictions? Do you think uh, shows are in your future? Like uh, sooner than later? Um, yes, actually, um, the, the economy is is back to normal, basically, in Germany. Um, schools have reopened. Um, oh, basically, the whole country has reopened. Borders have reopened. And in, in some German states, uh, because just like the US, Germany is divided into several states. In, in some German states, um, they want to start with shows all over again in September. So I'm quite positive that we might play a few shows this year, like by the end of the year, because um, they want to start in, in two states, in, in Eastern Germany uh, with, with the shows and concerts, and then they just want to see how it works out. And if it works mm. out well, I think in all of the other states, it's going to be the same. So I think we'll be fine. I hope everything stays the way it is because right now everything is improving and the infection rate is pretty low. So um, I think it's, 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 it's safe if it stays like it is right now. And I hope it's going to stay like this because uh, I don't want people to get infected at our shows. I don't want that. Yeah, sure. No, of course not. Uh... That's the, the last thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, that's interesting, and it sounds like there's a bit more of uh, a, a collective thought process over there. It, it's it's real interesting here how a pandemic has been completely politicized. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've heard about it. It's bizarre, and it's, it's completely polarizing, and people are at each other's throats, and yeah. you really just... Like, you kind of want to smack everyone and say, like, we've got to work together on this, or this is our future for years. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I totally get the point. I mean, um, I've, I've come to realize by watching the news um, that in the US, isn't it like that, that wearing a mask is basically a political statement now? It's like wearing there. or not wearing a mask? It's yeah. It's getting there. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we're things are pretty stable where we are because it's it's basically just like look you legally have to wear one to enter these establishments period you know it's, yeah. so it kind of takes yeah. the ability away to politicize that um i think other places are a little bit looser on it and like it, yeah. there have been there have been people uh getting into physical altercations over wearing a mask yeah. it, it's wild yeah, it feels like it defeats the purpose yeah a little bit <laughs> a little bit yeah, that's 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 weird. It, it sounds really bizarre, but how has it been for you guys anyway? I mean, uh, Philly is in Pennsylvania, right? Yes. Which is also relatively close to uh, New Jersey and New York. Yep. And I mean, especially um, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, these these areas have been hit real hard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, interestingly enough, uh, the the northeast in that area is actually like one of the slower rates of infection now. I think because there were more okay. extreme measures taken. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. between the pandemic and then the riots, uh, the major cities are are kind of a mess right now. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like it, we, yeah. we've still got a good yeah. while before we're going to see shows. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah um, I mean. I don't know for sure. I'm uh, still relatively optimistic. It all depends on on the next weeks, I think. But I hope to see one or two shows by the end of the year. That would be amazing. Because 
I miss it a lot, and the boys, they also miss playing shows a lot, so. I mean, I hope somebody gets to go out and see shows, <laughs> even if it's not yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we, we have a guy over here in Philly named uh, Sonny, who runs a, a, I guess you could call it a company, but it's basically been him for alone for years. He's been filming mm. every set at every show in Philly for a long time, uh, which is amazing. Oh, uh, is it? Is it? Is it this um, Hate Five Six guy? Yes. yes. Yeah. He's. Uh, oh, great! I I love the videos. I love the videos. It, it's incredible, and it's amazing that you could literally sit at home and watch an entire. <laughs> this is hardcore from years past. Uh, but yes, man, exactly. Uh, even that is is getting a little old. Uh, I, I I I miss <laughs> being out at actual yeah. shows. You know, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to break my coffee table. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally understand. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, is there is there anything else you'd like to uh, to maybe shout out to people? Uh, or promote um yeah actually i just want to to thank you for having me uh i really appreciate it and the band really appreciates it because um for us like when when people from other countries are interested in our music this shows us that we've done something right which is quite nice <laughs> so uh yeah big big thanks to you guys and a big thanks to anyone in the u.s listening to our music like we really appreciate your support I could, yeah, I think I could firmly say that this is going to be on one of our top tens this year. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well, well done, oh, nice. We'll we'll certainly <laughs> we'll certainly keep spreading the word, and it would be uh, it'd be killer if we could see uh, this is hardcore one year. Yeah, uh, keep in touch. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. it'd be it'd be cool if you came out, but it'd be even better if you guys were to play a set there because yeah. I'm dying to see a Life Taker set live. Uh, that would be that would be amazing. I mean, of course, uh, as a very small local band, going abroad to play shows is always a bit of daydreaming. But I mean, nothing is impossible. It's not like we haven't talked about playing shows on other continents. Yeah, so, I, this might be happening in the future. I know it's uh, I know it's a bit of a trek to get over here, but uh, if if you ever make it, certainly let us know. We'll we'll absolutely be there. Oh yeah, we will definitely let you know. You can you can be sure. Awesome. Awesome. It's good talking to you, Toby. Yes. Yes. Same. Thank you so much. Seriously. Wow, oh, thank you. And man. keep up the good work with the show. Thank you, man. And uh, of with course, podcast. after three and a half months, thank you for being patient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. <laughs> All right. Well, uh listeners, make sure you get over to lifetaker.bandcamp.com. Uh, to hear all of the nasty-ass riffs that Toby has recorded uh, and all the, the insane shit that they're doing as a whole. Uh, yeah, man, thanks for coming on. It's been a blast talking to you, and we'd love to have you back on in the future. All right. I'd, I'd love that. See you guys. Take Bye. it easy, man. Bye.